thing. First of all, thank you so much. I thought you were all awesome. And I do believe that our worship team needs t-shirts, right? And that'd be really cool. Greg, you need to take note, they said. Um, you got to do some cool stuff. Well, I wanted to share a message with kids today. Four kids, buy a kid as we hang out and learn about Jesus. I loved my time in children's church. How many of you ever worked in children's ministry? Five of us, the rest of you need to get up with it because it's pretty awesome. But anytime in kids' church, children's church, we always had rules. And sometimes the rules are funny, sometimes the rules are serious, sometimes you don't want to give me a bomb. Thank you. Uh, so I always like having rules. So we'll start out with rules. Anybody got a rule that we should be doing here this morning or we shouldn't do? You gotta take the cup up. I need a microphone. You got a microphone? I got a microphone. Come on, Ryan's gonna be my microphone guy. We'll go over rules real quick. You all have a chance to give a rule. Use that one right there. Is that on? See if that works. And if not, we'll use one of those. Blue. There we go. All right, we got you got a rule? Tell, tell, us, tell us a rule. You don't have a rule? Avery, you got a rule? Nobody has a rule? All right here, come on. No running. No running. That's absolutely right. Unless the Spirit of God gives you direction. Right? We'll allow you around the big church. As long as Jesus is directing you. Anybody else have a mouse as a rule? Wait for the microphone, Miles. Take turns. Take turns. Take turns. That's absolutely right. Good job, Miles. You took a turn. Have we got step up day too? Don't talk when someone else is talking. One of my favorite rules when I was in children's church was. Don't pull out, don't pull hair. Anybody remember why we said don't pull hair? Because you look like Mr. Don. That's right. You'll lose all your hair. So if you pull somebody's hair, you'll look like Mr. Don. You got a rule? One last rule before we get started. No hitting. Two rules. No hitting. No hitting. No hitting. Did y'all get that, church? No hitting. No screaming, Josh. No screaming. Unless the Spirit of God gives you utterance. All right? I did like the cup. Thank you for setting rules. we got to have groundwork. If you don't have groundwork, sometimes things will get chaotic. All right, so if you have your Bibles, let's turn to a Bible verse. i got one verse of Scripture for you. John chapter 15. It's going to be on the big screen. It says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for the kids. We thank you for Connect uh, Youth Group. We thank you for every youth ministry we have. We thank you for our children's church, our LFC kids. Lord, we believe that we are imparting them with the gospel that will change their lives and will change their world. Uh, Lord, right now, speak to us through this simple message. May we learn from you. May we draw closer to who you are in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. I want to title a message for you. I got it simply titled, Are You Connected? Are you connected? Are you plugged in? Right? Are you plugged in? So I want today to know, are you plugged in? We're going to answer that question. we got some illustrations we want to share with you, uh, some visual aids that will help explain the points of getting plugged in. All right? So the Bible here says in John that without him, we can do nothing. Maybe. Nothing. Petra in 1981 sang a really good song. 
says, without him, without him, we can do nothing. Kind of how it sounds like, almost, maybe. Not quite that good. Uh, right? But I love that Petra song. I was listening to it last night. I was finalizing the sermon for today. And, and man, what a powerful line. Without him, we can do nothing. And when I started thinking about thumping at you guys, I started thinking about all the big kids. There's a bunch of big kids. Can I be honest with you? That's just a bunch of big kids out there. That's all they are. They're just a bunch of big kids. Turn around and wave at them. Go turn around and wave. 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 Turn around and wave. I just looked at them for 37 minutes. Wave at them. They're just a bunch of big kids. But without Jesus, if we're not plugged into him, the Bible says we can do nothing. Nothing. What's nothing mean? Nothing. nothing. That's right. In the Thomas Dictionary, nothing means nothing. Zero, nada, zip, right? Probably got about four definitions. Nothing, period, zero, period, nada, period, zip, period. That's, what, that's the four definitions of nothing in the Thomas Dictionary, right? Y'all know who the Thomas Dictionary is? Who, who's the famous Tom, Thomas Dictionary person? Frank Thomas. Stand up, Frank Thomas, our founding pastor. He is the Thomas Dictionary, right? Without him, we can do nothing. Zero, zip, nada, nothing. Without Jesus, we can do nothing. And I started thinking about that. I thought, how can I prove that? How can I show you that without Jesus, we can do nothing? How could I, how could I illustrate to you and, and drive home a point, not just to you, but to all those kids out there too, that we have to be plugged into Jesus to really have value in our life, right? To have value. So we want to share real quick a little message I've got for you about getting connected. Uh, has anyone ever seen a car... With a little fish symbol on it? Raise your hand. You ever seen? Even big kids. Little fish symbol. What's that mean? If somebody has a fish symbol on the back of their car, what's that mean? What, what's it supposed to mean? What is it? They know your number? Maybe. Anybody know what it means? No. Any of the big kids want to say what it means? If you see a fish symbol on somebody's car, what's it mean? What are they trying to say? It's not a trick question. That they're a Christian. That they're a Christian. They got the sticker on their car that says, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. Right? Uh, but how many of you know they don't drive like they love Jesus? Right? Uh, they, don't, they don't act like they love Jesus sometimes. So sometimes that sticker only means so much, doesn't it? It doesn't mean, it may mean you go to church. It may mean that, that you have a nice sticker on your car and you want everybody to see it. You know, I got to see Brad Paisley last night. I went up to Herbert Hoover High School, and Brad Paisley came and visited the floods uh, shortly after they happened, uh, about seven years ago. And he promised Herbert Hoover High School, when, they came, when, the, when the school got built, he was coming to do a concert on the football field. So Claire's a cheerleader at Hoover, so we went up last night with about six or 7,000 people and got a concert, man. Brad Paisley concert, watched a scrimmage game, uh, watched some ribbon cutting. And what was so powerful about that is I was walking by Brad Paisley's tour bus. Of course, Brad Paisley's, Brad Paisley's from West Virginia. He went to John Marshall High School, and that's who they brought in to scrimmage last night was John Marshall. Herbert Hoover played John Marshall in a scrimmage football game. It's really cool. The football game lasted like 45 minutes and everything else about Brad Paisley. Uh, but I thought it was really cool. On his big tour bus, he lives in Tennessee now, so he's had a Tennessee license plate. And then on the other side of his tour bus, he had a West, the flying WV, right? He, he was, he's identifying as a West Virginian, right? He's letting everybody know, hey, I might live in Tennessee now, but I'm a West Virginian. 
And sometimes when we see that little fish symbol, people are telling us I'm a Christian. But you know what? Just because you have a symbol on your car doesn't make you a Christian. Because the Bible says in John, if I'm not plugged in, if I'm not plugged into Jesus, I can do nothing. And I may not have a relationship with Jesus Christ if I'm not plugged in. So I also have had a lot of people tell me, hey, I can't see God, so therefore I don't believe in God. You ever anybody say that to you? I can't see him, so I don't believe him. Anybody? Had, anybody? Any of the big kids had somebody say that to you? Well, if I could see him, I'd believe him, right? Right? They say that all the time. I'm going to start my first illustration. So I got my main man Cash's car. Cash brought his car to me. It's remote control car. What was it? The rides? What they place? Broadway at the beach? Yeah. Cash and Caleb. Actually, Caleb built a car, and he said it was Cash's. Right? And he got this really cool car, and we'll set the car right there. And I want to say, when someone says to Don, hey, if I could see God... I would believe in God. How many of you know sometimes you don't see stuff that doesn't make, mean it's not real? Right? So I have in my hand two batteries. Two batteries, AA batteries. That's what goes in this, in this remote. AA batteries. Look, they real? They look real? They feel real? Right? Yeah, they're doing. You can touch them. Ah, just kidding. You can touch them. They won't hurt. <laughs> Right? There's, it's not hurting me. There's no power. So I've got these two batteries. Can you tell me or not if these things have power in them? No. Well, well, people are telling me that if I don't see it, it can't be real. Right? Is that what they say sometimes? If I don't see it, I can't believe it. So I've got two batteries. I can't prove that there's power in them or not. Okay. Then I hope he does. Right, so we got these batteries. So let's see if there's power in these batteries, right? Because again, if, since I can't see it, I can't believe it's there, right? Let's see it. Can I, can I test them? Let's test them out. So I got the remote. We'll put them in correctly. This says flat side goes on this side. This says flat side goes on this side. And then I turn it on. Why ain't it working? I got batteries. There's no power in the battery. It's turned on. The car's turned on. Yeah. Why isn't it working? There's no power in the batteries? No power in the batteries? Yeah. Hmm. Let me see if I got another set of batteries. Hang on. Maybe you guys are on to something. You're maybe smarter than Mr. Ryan and myself put together. Let's see. Ah! Oh. Wow, I got these two batteries. Let me see. Whoa, I got two more batteries. They just look like normal batteries. They don't feel any heavier than the batteries I just had in my hand. Right? They look any different? I mean, they're a different color, but they don't, they're not, they don't feel any different. Let's put them in. Let's put them in real quick and see what happens. Ooh. I got lights now. Did you turn the car off? <laughs> it's lit up. Looking for the car. So now all of a sudden, I've got power. Chloe probably turned it off. Yeah, she did. Now I've got power. Now all of a sudden, the batteries are real. I, I actually got power in the car, right? It's going around, it's backing up. Wait a second. I just thought we said if you can't see it, you can't believe it. Can you see the power in that battery? 
can't see the power, but what can you see that the battery brings? The battery brings results, doesn't it? The battery shows me, even though I can't see the energy inside of it, I can see what the battery is doing in that car. And I'm going to tell you this morning, just because I can't see God with my natural eyes doesn't mean I can't see what God is doing in people's lives. Right? So don't let someone tell you, well, if I can't see it, I can't believe it. Because guess what? I can't see the power in this battery. But guess what? There's still power in this battery. Right? So what about, wait a second, I got a whole bag of batteries. Maybe, so I got my drill, you know, what if my drill, what if my drill, you think I could use these batteries on my drill? Maybe. Maybe, maybe. Well, let's try it. Can I, can I take one of these out and see if I can make my drill work? No, wait, what batteries are in there? Wait a second, wait a second. Man, maybe I got the wrong battery. Wait a second. Wait a second. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's one of these batteries. Ooh. Ooh, this is the D battery that nobody knows they need until the day after Christmas. For some reason, all of your parents think that everything that you get toy-wise is double A. They're not. This is a D battery. So it's got more power, more energy. So let's plug it in. Why won't it work? Can somebody tell me why this battery won't work in this drill? It's got power. Maybe it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. So I can have all the batteries in the world. And unless it's the battery that's needed, it'll never work. What the Bible verse tells us today He is the vine, we are the branches. Without him, we can do nothing. So that tells me there is a battery that only God can fill in our lives. There may be all kinds of batteries on the planet. All sizes, all shapes, all, all values. There's car batteries and lawnmower batteries, drill batteries, remote control batteries. But you know what? God made every one of us in a special way that he's the only battery that can fulfill our life. He is the only battery that can charge us. He is the only battery that can make us go. Pretty cool, right? Are you plugged in? Last illustration. Are you plugged in? So the next thing we think about when we plug something in, I got really cool. This is cool. I brought this from the house. Where'd it go? Sorry about that. Where'd my light go? There it is. Woohoo! Kelly loves this light. Kelly's mom loves this light. This is my, my light show during Christmas in my house. So to get this to work, what do I have to do? I have to plug it in. Oh, great idea. I'm going to put it on this battery. Wrong battery. Oh, what if I use two little batteries? What if I use the extra drill battery? Yeah. We just, oh, you don't believe me? Oh, I'll use this one. Watch. It's got juice in it, right? It's got juice in it. Let's check it out. If I can get it off. 
Must be present to win, right? There it is. Oh, man, we know this works. This is a good battery. We just proved it to you. We're going to hook it up to the light. It's terrible. So there are some things that only work when they're plugged into the right thing, right? So where would I have to plug this light in to get it to work? A plug-in? Oh, man, I'm so glad you said that, Avery. You're so smart. Look what I got. A plug-in. That's right. What's this look like? A plug-in. This is so exciting. This is going to be awesome. Prepare to be dazzled. <laughs> you ready? This might blind you. Everybody close your eyes. It's going to be really bright. I'm plugged in. What's going wrong? In the wall. Oh, no, no, no. no I, oh, so we got outlets in the wall. Oh, I know what's wrong. I know what's wrong. Hang on, I can fix this. I can fix it. Hang on. Ah, uh, what if I made this outlet? What if I made this outlet look like everybody else? Ooh. Oh, yeah, that was great. Now, all of a sudden, this outlet looks just like the ones on the wall, doesn't it? Now I'm going to plug it in. Here we go. This is going to be awesome. Prepare to be dazzled. Ready, set, go! What's wrong? That one right there? Well, what makes that one any different than this one? All right, all right. But that outlet's cool. I bought that outlet at Lowe's, too. That outlet I bought at Lowe's, why don't it work? All right, I'll test it out. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's going to work. It ain't. Whoa! Wow. Watch this. It gets better. Ooh. And better. Uh, ooh. Man. What just happened? I plugged this light. I put batteries in it that weren't made for it. I plugged it into an outlet that looked like everything else in this room. But what we learned about my outlet, it had no energy. My outlet wasn't plugged in. Right? My outlet didn't have any energy. Guess what? We found one that does. The Bible says in John, without him, we could do nothing. He is the vine. We're just branches. We're just a bunch of batteries. We're just a bunch of outlets. Until we plug into the energy source, we can never reach our full potential. We'll never reach everything that God wants us to be. You guys are all turning collars, okay? Miles, you look a little green right now. Oh, now you're red. Now you're blue. Now you're white. Green, blue, green, white, blue. Right? Without him, we can do nothing. Pretty cool. It's all about getting plugged in. You guys are all in school. Most of you are. I'm going to unplug this now. And you're, you're, 
you go, your focus is on education, you're playing sports, you're just learning to write, or you're just learning to read, you're just starting out. But you're still going to have people to tell you in your life, you got to do this, or you got to do that to be successful. You have to go down this path to be successful. I'm here to tell you this morning, all you need to be do is plugged into Jesus. You plug into Him, because He's the right source, He's the right outlet. There may be people that come across your paths that look just like every outlet on that wall, but guess what? There's no energy in them. And if you plug your life into them, you'll just be like that, that, that light that never turned on. It never turned on. So I want you to know, you've got to get plugged into Jesus because we see the value of what power brings to our lives. Power brings to our lives. So now, I want to talk to the parents. Fill my cup. I want to talk. Can I, how about y'all turn around and face the, the crowd now? Can y'all do that? Turn your seats around. I want to talk to the parents now. You can't have a kid message unless we talk to the adults, right? Because we're the tour guides. We're the ones that lead. We're the ones that guide. Parents, I want to tell you this morning, it's our job as parents not just to discipline our children, but we also should be discipling them. A lot of same letters in both of those words. We need to be discipling them. We need to be pointing them to Jesus. We need to be letting them know that He is the one that we plug our lives into. It's up to us to lead and guide and direct them. They're so small. Even if they're 18, even if they're 28, they still don't know everything. They still don't need us in their lives. When we discipline our children, we teach them how to act and speak properly and hopefully how to exercise proper control of themselves. But when we we disciple our children, we teach them that God loves them and God created them for a reason and He has a purpose for their lives. It's easy to just drift through life, isn't it, as parents? School just started. I don't know why they started on a Friday, but it just started on a Friday in Canole County, right? means day two's Monday, right? I don't know why they did that. I don't create the rules. But as a parent, I get my kid up. Well, not anymore. Claire's a senior. She kind of gets herself up, except on the first day. She overslept, and Kelly had to get her up. So, long story. It never ends. But, uh, so, but we, we get their homework, and we make sure they do their homework, and we make sure they turn their work in. And some of us helicopter our parents over too much, and we probably do some of the homework, right, because uh, we want them to succeed, and that's really not helping them to succeed. Uh, you can get them started and push them down the path. But, man, let me say this, parents. There is no manual on how to be a parent. There's no teaching guide. You have a kid, it's like, now what? Right? There's no uh, nine-week course on, on how to be an effective parent. Right? There may be a book out there, right? But it, it's just a book, right? Someone else's opinion. So mostly, when we raise kids, we're doing it by trial and error. Sink or swim. We've been thrown into the pool, and it's time to swim. I mean, think about it. You, you get married. You have a baby. You go to the hospital. You spend a few hours in front of the nurse, and she gives you all this information. And then all of a sudden, you got your wheelchair pusher guy. Remember that guy? He's walking you out to the curb. He stops the lady at the curb. You pull around in the car. He helps her get in the car, and then he waves. He's probably thinking the whole time, I hope they don't stink. Right? I hope they know what they're doing. Right? That's it. That's, that's parenting 101. That's, that's all you get. And from that moment on, it's on us. It's on us. And I'm here to tell you this morning, our children need us in every season of their lives. 
My son's 27 years old. I still want to help him. Hannah's 26. I still want to help her. Lauren's 22. I still want to help her. Claire's 17. I still want to help them because I'm the parent. It's our job as parents not to give up on these kids. It's our job as parents, even when they're 18 and we feel like they're out of the nest, they're still your kids. They're still your responsibility. They react the way we react. They see us freak out. What are they going to do? They're going to freak out. They see us fly off the handle. What are they going to do? They're going to fly off the handle. I I preached a message several years ago, and one of the points in that message is more is caught than taught. We catch more than we teach, right? And that's so true in parenting. They see us, yet we want to judge them for the very thing they are doing when they're acting like us. So I challenge you as parents, as caregivers, as grandparents, as aunts, as uncles, be involved. They need us. We can tell them to get plugged in, but what if we're not plugged in? Right? What if we're not plugged in? We can tell them they should serve God, but what if we're not serving God? We can tell them they need to worship, but what if we're not worshiping? We can tell them they need to go to church, but what if we don't go to church? We are the example they follow. We want them to get plugged in. We need to get plugged in first. So I challenge you. I flipped the script. It's not over. It's not over. The kids need you in every stage of their lives. Every stage, every chapter, they need us. They need us in their lives. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for Living Faith Church. We thank you uh, for LFC kids have invaded the sanctuary. We thank you for the cups we got to commemorate this day. Uh, Lord, we thank you that you, are, you do fill our cup. And Lord, we ask you right now to, to move amongst your people, uh, to, to bring the parents to the forefront so that we may be able to teach and lead and disciple our children to the kingdom of God. And Lord, help us all get plugged in. Uh, lead us, guide us, and direct us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.